0: Welcome to the QAV Podcast. If you're brand new, I just want to introduce the podcast a little bit so you know what you're getting yourself into. If you've listened to the show before, feel free to just fast forward a minute or two. If you're brand new, here's the deal. Uh, My name's Cameron Riley. Tony Kynaston is an old friend of mine. He's a very successful share market investor. I'm talking very, very, very successful. He's been doing it 30 years He's one of the best in the country in terms of a private investor, very good uh, track record over 30 years. And what this podcast is about is Tony basically teaches me everything that he knows about investing in the stock market, and you get to listen. But if you're coming into this for the first time, you'll find that this episode, the current episodes, assume a certain level of prior knowledge. We assume that you know what we're talking about, his system, his methodology, which we explain in uh, earlier episodes. So feel free to listen if you want to get the vibe for what's going on, but some of it's not going to make much sense unless you understand what the checklist is, etc. I recommend if you're brand new, you go back and listen to uh, Season 3, Episode 1, Episode 3, and Episode 5, where we go into Tony's background and his system and his methodology in a lot more detail, and then... Feel free to listen to the contemporary episodes, the current episodes, you'll understand more of the context of what we're talking about. With that, let's get into today's show. Welcome back to QAV, episode 424 TK, recording this day, Monday the 14th of June, uh, the first day of uh, No Netanyahu, the year of No Netanyahu is what I'm calling it. Not sure if what's coming is better or worse, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting, won't it? Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, how are you today, TK? Good. Yep. All good. How are you? What's going on? How's the back? Back How's good. the COVID?
1: No. Yeah, recovered from my shots, which is good. Oh, even like last Friday, I was still just washed out. I went and played golf. I came home and I was sore and tired and I'm like, I'm not usually like this. What's going on? And uh, I thought, yeah, the body's just getting over a pretty bad shock to the system. That's crazy. Yeah, so luckily it was just the it was just the AstraZeneca dead virus. It wasn't the real one. I'd be dead by now if it was the real one.
0: Yeah, there you yeah. go. That really. You had your shot yet? <laughs> no, I've been on a waiting list for like six weeks with my GP. Um, he said, "Yeah, we don't have many come in," and I'm on a like I'm a B1 now or whatever it is. Like I'm uh, okay. I think I'm relatively high up the list, or in, I, I don't know. When, when he when he gave me my heart results, he said, "Oh, oh I'm putting you on the list, putting you up the list." <laughs> and uh, I, I, they said, "Oh, we're going to put you on a waiting list. We don't have many, and uh, we'll call you and let you know when you can come in." And I haven't heard anything. No, mind you, I, you know I just ignore most phone calls that come into my phone. So yeah. it's like some one yeah. of our subscribers uh, left me a voicemail. Uh, one of our new QOV club subscribers left me a voicemail and I don't check my voicemails cause they're normally just scammers. No one, no one rings me. No one, no one rings me. Like literally no one ever rings me. My boys FaceTime me. That's it. No, apart from them and Chrissy, no one ever rings me. Um, and so I finally, I got, a, I got a voicemail from my dentist or something and I checked my voicemails and there's one from a subscriber and I was, had to call him back. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, no, I don't expect anyone to leave me
1: voicemails. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the great client service we have at QIV, isn't it?
0: <laughs> hey, listen, I get back to people's emails, Facebook messages right. as yeah, promptly as possible. Good job. Yeah, but uh, could be worse. No we could,
1: could outsource it to India or something like that, couldn't we? Oh, well, that's uh, a sure. It well, could be worse very, in terms of that. Maybe cuts. even
0: maybe even a slower <laughs> response time. Could outsource it to Telstra and make it even worse. Huh. <laughs> um, well, uh, let's get into news of the week. Um, yeah, congratulations lots to, talk about. to uh, John. Long term subscriber John, he sent us an email recently saying that he's up about 30% this financial year thanks to QAV. So, congratulations, John. Well done. Um, glad you're happy and uh, you're following the system and it's working for you. That's great. Yeah, good to hear. Well done, John. So I sat down with one of my boys, Tay, and his mate, Chris, uh, towards the end of last week. Uh, You know, I did a workshop with them a week or so before that, and then we sat down to complete a checklist, all the rest of it, manual data and all that kind of stuff together. And it was great. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun, the three of us sitting on my lounge, just taking turns at yeah they were doing um, they were bringing up graphs and saying what do you think and how does it look and um, we were debating and arguing and stuff and um, they were getting the hang of it by the end of it they were you know they were all over it really great and you know they were doing all the rest of the stuff as well and uh, looking for qualified audits and all that kind of stuff. it was good fun. then we came up with our buy list and uh, we bought we all three of us uh, added stocks to our portfolio. There was their first uh, – oh, I think Chris had some stocks, some ETFs. So he right. was exiting out of the ETFs and buying QAV stocks as well, and Taylor was adding uh, stocks to his portfolio. It's all very exciting. Um, but one of the ones I wanted to talk to you about was ATL, our old friend slash enemy, mm. frenemy, ATL. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about the buy line for that because we judged it no, And then you and I had a bit of a backwards and forwards on the email and I posted on the Facebook group and some people disagree with me on it. Um, whether or not it should still be on the buy list. So here's my take on it. If you bring up the ATL chart, for those of yep. you playing at home, Atlas Tourism – no, Apollo Tourism. Apollo, yep. I don't know why I always say Atlas. Apollo, Apollo Tourism. Apollo Tourism and Leisure. Yeah, Apollo don't Tourism and uh- – <laughs> Apollo, the god Apollo, yeah, he loves some mm-hmm. tourism, but he was more into the leisure, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so if you go back and look at that chart, so the high point's pretty obvious, uh, February 2018. The second high point, um, so there's the second one here is like June 2018.
1: Sorry, I've got then- January 2018 as a high point, the first high point.
0: Well, the 31st of January line is a little bit before that in my uh, stock doctor chart. Is that January? Oh, it is too. Well, why does yes. the graph line say
1: 31st of January is like a little bit before that? That's confusing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I can see what you mean. But now that high point is that in it, stock doctor's calling it 31st of January. God damn it, stock doctor. Get your shit together.
0: So <laughs> the next one's at the end of June. Uh, you can yep. draw your line through that or there's now another peak on the right, which is the 30th of April. Mm-hmm. Now, here was my thinking on this. Tell me what you think. So if I use the first two lines, it's currently above the byline. Right. Um, if I use the last peak in April, it's below that byline. But even if which I is use the-, the first, yeah.
1: So I was right. going to say you're doing that because it's the rightmost peak, are you? Well, yes, I April. guess so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
0: Right. I mean, it's only it's a month and a half old. Don't know how mm-hmm. old it needs to be, but it's right rightmost peak. But even if I use the first one, the June one, and it's above the buy line, the share price has come back the last couple of months. So, don't we have a general rule that even if it has positive sentiment, if the share price has been uh, reducing of yeah. recent times, we would not buy it.
1: Correct. We'll wait for an upturn. Right.
0: So we skipped ATL, um, which... (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're just allergic to Apollo.
0: (laughs) I am allergic to Apollo. But also I could justify it because uh, it uh, had come back the last couple of months. I was like, ah, no, sorry, can't buy it.
1: (laughs) Am I right? Yes, you are right. I, I wouldn't have used the rightmost peak in this case. I would have used the first two peaks you spoke about. Right. So it's it's in buy territory for sure. But yeah, I'd wait for it to turn turn up a little bit. Now it's going down. So should we take it off the
0: scorecard, please? Well no, it's still it's Can still we? a buy.
1: <laughs> well it's still it's still What's above really? its buy price. Yeah, right. it is. Okay. Yeah. And we tell right, people well, to research things. This is not like we're not trying to put out a tip sheet here and say buy polar tourism and leisure. We're saying no. it's above our buy price, and you should look at it. And if you, you know, follow what we do, then you don't buy it because it's um it's in a short term downturn. Well, Hopefully and I did. I did.
0: I um you know when when we Taylor and I and Chris finished our buy list, I compared it to your most recent scorecard, which was a couple of weeks old, but. They were pretty much the same. I mean, it was they were pretty much all on there, and but there was a couple that I disagreed with. Um, uh, one was ATL. Well, not disagreed with, but thought I'm not going to buy it because it's uh, <laughs> it's it's come back. Yep. And I have ATL fever. Um,
1: yep. <laughs> yeah I have a fever <laughs>
0: <laughs> for less ATL. Uh, what did George Bush say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. AGD. Let's talk about the AGD cell line if we can, Tony. Austral Gold.
1: Yep. Let me just call it up.
0: Now it's got three. It's 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 got a what would you call this? A flat.
1: Yeah, so this is one of the things that I've been exploring with Dylan, the intern, about how we handle these ones. But um, but yeah, it's got three troughs, which are basically in a flat line. So first one's December eighteen, and the price is just under six cents. Second one is June nineteen, and the price is oh six one, so point oh six one one, so six point one cents. And the third one is six point five cents. So. If you drew the line the way that we've always been doing it, the the sell price is going to be just slightly over $0.06 cents because it's pretty much a flat line that goes all the way along. And the question is whether that's useful or not uh, or whether you should use the rightmost trough, and then which is the November 2019 trough, and then draw your line from there, which means if you do so- that, the, the, the Austral Gold's in a sell position at the moment.
0: So you asked me uh, off air earlier why I'm bothering to get transcriptions of our shows and it's so I can catch you out on stuff like this. So I went and searched through our transcripts <laughs> for AGD mm-hmm. and back, <laughs> back in April.
1: Yeah, because someone asked the question, it. didn't
0: they? Yep. They did. And you said the cell line is going to start in November 2019. That's the lowest point. Then goes through November 2020. So I think it's actually a cell. It wasn't the last time I had a look at it, but it's become a sell. Now, of course, when I pointed this out to you, um, you know, before we went to air, you said, "Can't use my transcripts. I change what I say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I contradict myself yeah. all the time."
1: Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's tr- well. It's probably so. True. So, if
0: we go through November 19 and November 20, I was half joking. (laughs) I know. Everyone knows you're mostly consistent. If you go through November 19 (laughs) and November 20, mostly consistent (laughs) until you start, you know, fudging cell lines. (laughs) Tony Tony Eli's Tony Connister. He was mostly mostly consistent.
1: consistent. (laughs) If you go through those two, no, yeah. Sorry, go on.
0: I was just going to say, if you go through those two Novembers, it's uh, below the sell line.
1: Yes, but then the question that when you raised it with me on your email, the question is, is it now a buy? And I think how it, might be. it
0: How can it be a buy if it's below its sell line? Uh,
1: because the buy line follows the sell line and the high point for the buy is August 2020 and then the next rightmost peak is October 2020. And if you draw a line down through those, it's gonna be a it's gonna be above its buy price in December 2020. Now the question is that's I think still before the sell because the sells happening sales happening in about March 2021 or just before that maybe between February and probably February 2021 2021. So then you're looking for a peak past that which is going to be in April 2020 April 2021 and if I draw from the high point which is August August 2020 through that rightmost peak in this case which is April 2021 we're getting a buy price of around 15 cents and it's now 16.5 so it's above the buy price. So it's come back in to be a buy. You should have sold it earlier on in February, but it's come back into being a buy. But isn't it still below its current sell price? What's the new sell price then? Uh, Let's have a look. So, what's that trough there? So, November 2020 is 16.5, and then May 2021 is also 16.5. So, if I'm calling the buy, when's the buy occurring? The buy is occurring this month, I think, isn't it? if I draw that rightmost peak. Yeah, so the cell's got to come after that. So, yeah, you're right. It's probably a Schrodinger, isn't it? It's both below its sell price and above its buy price. Well, I'm glad
0: we agree on that bit, but I'm still confused as hell as to where you're drawing this new sell line. Where's it starting? Back in late no,
1: 2019? The cell, well, the cell, yes. Yeah, so the cell is starting in November 2019. You yeah, can use the current I mean, one, so which is November 2020, and so it's a yeah. cell... It's a sell in March of 2021.
0: Yeah. Yep. But that's but the, buy. the The sell <laughs> then price then the now would be line. like twenty-two and a half cents if you drag it yeah. out through the right access. Uh huh. So it's below that.
1: So it's still a sell. It's a sell in the buy. Yeah. It's a sell, it's sell a in trading. the buy. Correct.
0: That's what I said.
1: Oh, you're so clever, Cam. (laughs) Don't you patronise me. (laughs) Don't you patronise me. I'll just bow out now. You can talk to yourself for the next hour about (laughs) QAV. Listen,
0: getting back to leisure, I leisure myself all the time. Yeah, (laughs) Polo's got nothing to do with it. Uh, Let's talk about uh, journal entries then for the week, Tony. Yep. What have you got? What have you
1: had going on this week? I'll tell you the ones um, <laughs> that I did send through. So, one of our listeners pointed out that uh, we had a new audit report for IGN. Right. I'm just gonna yep. call that one up, so people should be aware that IGN is no longer on the QAV index. So IGN is. Ignite Limited, and the, and they actually asked the question. They had they had a look at the latest uh, report, and uh, the auditors drew attention to a note in the financial uh, statement, which talked about the directors uh, had a question about whether the company was uh, able to continue as a going concern. But the directors had satisfied themselves that if everything went right, they would be able to. That I'll be using, I'm paraphrasing here, I don't know what the exact wording is, and it was quite long. So the auditors were just merely drawing attention to that fact, but that to me says if, if the directors are concerned that they will have to call out the fact that they're questioning whether there's a going, whether they can meet their obligations in the next 12 months or next six months, that probably means it's a risk. So I decided to take it off the QAV index.
0: By the way, do you, is there any chance we can rename qualified audit to something else? I, I I find myself over and over again with people, it's happened like three or four times in recent weeks, trying to explain that a qualified audit is a bad thing because it right. sounds like a good thing. <laughs> oh, their audit's been qualified. That's good, right? They've got qualifications. Right. That's good, right? Again, No, 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 no. <laughs> It's the other kind of qualifications. It's like, let me yeah. qualify that. It's not really; yeah. they're not really in good shape. So that's
1: we're, we're yeah, we're signing off the books. However, we're qualifying it and drawing your attention yeah. to these problems. C- yeah, can we call it something different? We can call it what you like, but that's what the industry calls it. Is a qualified? Yeah, order. Well
0: that's yeah, but it's confusing. I found for for some people anyway. It's like well, because uh-huh. they want to they want to check yes in the checklist if right. It's got a good audit because that's qualified by somebody with qualifications, (laughs) an auditor. (laughs) I I think we
1: should uh, let me know what you think, listeners. Is it confusing? You could Uh, could call it something like an impaired audit, maybe, or a material concern, a a concern over its ability to continue trading.
0: Yeah, just bad. Can we just call it a bad, <laughs> a bad audit? <laughs> bad audit. <laughs> sure. Uh, 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 red alert. Red alert audit. I don't know. <laughs> Flag. Yeah. What about flagged yep. audit?
1: Yep. Sure.
0: Flagged, well, flagged
1: audit qualify to the same thing, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but flagged yeah, sounds flag. bad. If you get flagged, you it's, unless you're in the Formula One, getting a flag <coughs> is usually not a good thing, right? Yeah, we can call the flagged order. That's fine. I don't know. Somebody tell me if there's better wording for that. I've just had to explain it several times.
1: All right, but, yeah, okay. well done, Glenn, for uh, yeah. picking that up. So that was Dodgy. Good, thank you. Uh, somebody, somebody else. I put out a. Oh, I think it was after our last, this last podcast that Gcy was a I crossed its three point trend line as a sell, so we took it off the, the um, index. Hmm. Uh, and I uh, added Mastermind Mye, uh, which has a QAV score of 0.31 during the week. And I think That's from memory score. that was because I had a price alert in Stock Doctor, which was alerted during the week. Right. So it crossed its, its buy line. So I think those are the three stock journals.
0: I posted a CAM journal uh, mm-hmm. with all of the stocks that I added to my portfolio because I know people like Eddie Donato uh, <laughs> will, you know, sell on the basis of that.
1: Yeah, uh, like to make fun of it, yep.
0: Yes. So there you go. That's a warning for those of you who are worried about the Cameron curse. Have a look at that. Cam Journal, and make your own decisions from there. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, the market's down today, so I can't really uh, say how they've done today. But, uh, yeah, the market's not open today. Public holiday, New South Wales. Queen's birthday or something, I think? Yeah, Queen's birthday here in in Victoria as well. Right. Happy birthday to I think, You have that uh, that holiday
1: somewhere different, don't you?
0: Yeah, we do. I don't know. She has two birthdays apparently. You know, one in Queensland and one in New South Wales and Victoria. Hmm.
1: Uh, okay, some other stuff you wanted to talk about. Stock of the week. Yeah. So I just wanted to draw attention to a couple of stocks which have done well during the week. One is AIS and the other one is CGS. So I think AIS is still above our uh, our point 0.1 hurdle. I'll just call it up. Yeah, oh, yeah, well and truly up there. QAV score of 0.27, although I haven't updated the share price for a while. That's Aries Resources. And if you have a look at the graph for Aries Resources, they've come out with some announcements on uh, uh, their mining company. So they've come out some, with some announcements. Oh, up 10% today.
0: Can't be up so. 10% today. The market's closed.
1: Well, that's what what's saying in stock doctor? Oh no, sorry, you're right. It's uh, as of Friday, eleventh of June, in stock doctor.
0: Right. Yeah, I know a number of QAV club members have AIS. They're all been yeah. very
1: excited about its performance recently. Yep. So I'm just calling that one out as uh, being a good news story, and then the other one was uh, CGS. I'm just doing this sorry. to uh, before you move off AIS.
0: I've had. Yep. Uh, at least one email from someone in the last week saying um, AIS has gone up a lot in the last couple of weeks. Is, mm-hmm. is it still a good buy? And I'm like, well, you know, no financial advice, but, you know, what I'd do is have a look at its QAV score and, you know, is it, yeah. you know run the QAV score on the current numbers and see if it's at the top of the list. That's what I would do. Correct. Didn't make it on my list for some reason last week. I don't know why, but, um, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I'm just gonna update the share price in my spreadsheet for it because it's gone up since my last download and just see what the QAV score is. Yeah, it's 0.21. So the share the recent share price rises is pushing it down the list. So that's the process, people. If if someone's asking whether they should be buying it, then just see if there's something better if a better QAV score above it.
0: Yeah, but the fact that the share price has gone up in several weeks, even significantly, doesn't necessarily mean it's too late. If it Correct. still has a really good QAV score, right? In some cases, yeah. it's just indication that, um, you know, it deserves its QAV score.
1: Yeah, that's right. I oh, remember yeah. when the Borgerski all- Middles Group was taking off, it was still at the top of our buy list for a long time It's probably basis. number
0: 20 in, on my list with a score of 0.17, so um, – uh, yeah, I didn't end up doing all the manual data for it because I'd already filled up my portfolio. I think. Let me ask you about that just quickly. So, what I found is when I'm doing, when I've um, doing the manual data, like I, I'm stack ranking before I do the manual data um, by QAV score, mm-hmm. and then I'm sort of doing sentiment, checking the sentiment, which knocks about half out of the list. And then going through again from the top, from the highest rated ranked QAV score and working my way downwards, doing qualified audit, record low six PEs, new three point upturn, which I should do at the same time I do sentiment confirmed. I realized, um, mm. <clears throat> consistently increasing equity and that kind of stuff. I find that it really makes a huge difference to the. Final QAV score. I mean, if they get a perfect score on all of those, which is rare, it can knock them up a little bit. But by the time I've done the top sort of 20 on my list, things below that, even if they do have a perfect score, don't have much chance of getting up and being in the top 20.
1: Yep. Now that's the process. That's the process I use as well. So there's no point in doing the bottom 60 in
0: that list. If I've done my top 20 and they all come up looking good, then I'm pretty much good.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. If you, I mean, you're you're buying small amounts. I'm guessing, so you can do that. But like, yeah, when I do it, I've got to filter it for position size and ADT first of all, and then go yeah, go through and check all yeah. the other things manually. I yeah. even
0: bought the three of us all bought GLE man. I think oh, we like okay. we, we were the entire market. <laughs> <laughs> for GLE that day. <laughs> we were the average daily trade for GLE. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um yeah, because I you know, I've I've had I get emails from people from time to time, new new club members um or people that are doing the trial, and they say, Wow, look, I'm I'm looking at this and it looks like this is a lot of work. Like doing the checklist and doing this there's hundreds and hundreds of companies and it's gonna take a long time. And right. realistically, yep. how long does it take? And I have to say, well, look keep in mind a few things number 1 in normal conditions you know outside of a covid crash or something like that you're you're only going to really do this probably 3 4 half a dozen times a year you're only mm-hmm. going to do it when you have to sell something and replace it with something else which will normally be around reporting seasons twice a year or if something crashes mm-hmm. and burns which you know yeah. might happen a couple of times a year but you're not doing this every week you're probably going to do it Usually every few months you might have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, the first time that you do it, yeah, if, you've, if you're if you starting from zero and you want to build a portfolio of 15 to 20 stocks, the first time you do it, it's going to take a few hours. But, again, that's it. You're not going to have to do it for several months. So it's a it's like a weekend afternoon. It's a Sunday afternoon. You sit down on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday night, right. yeah. put in a few hours, and it's done. Secondly, when you uh, after you run the stock doctor, doctor data through the checklist and then you go to your manual data and you, you filter out everything with an operating uh, cash flow of uh, seven or less, so mm-hmm. that takes out a chunk. You might be left with, you know, 100, 200, whatever it is. Then you stack rank by QAV score and you start doing the sentiment checks. That's going to take out 50%. And once you you got a little bit of practice with the three-point trend lines, I know it's hard for everyone at the beginning, and I still get stuck on some, like the ATL one we talked about. Some I look at yep. and I go, oh, Christ, I don't know. Um but it doesn't take long. Like I remember you said to me early on, oh, just eyeball them. And, you know, I'm yeah pretty good for most cases. I can eyeball them or put a ruler up and do it in seconds.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point, Cam, is that, um if you look at like ATL and you're going, oh, I'm not sure, mark it down as no. Yeah, that's uh, what I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to be exact in that really.
0: If it's too hard or if it's too tricky, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't matter, move on. Yeah. So you filter out. You know, half is my gut mm-hmm. reaction of, of that list. You filter out about half because they have negative sentiment. Then you go, then you start and go do through the rest. And you're only going to do, as I said before, like the first 20 or 30, maybe mm-hmm. um, to get, the, you know, the, the ones that you want to buy. Yeah. And that's it. You're not going to have to do hundreds. You don't have to do it every week. Yeah, it's a bit of work at the beginning, but you do it once, it's done. Then you only have to do it again, you know, every few months when you need to replace something. It's really, I mean, I think people seem to think that they're going to have to do this every day or every week and it's going to, you know, it's really not yeah. that big a deal, i found.
1: Yeah, and, and also too, um, checking for audits can be one of the slowest things to do because you've got to go and find the, the financial report, find the auditor's page, read through it and all that. So what I tend to do is I'll do that last. If I've got the stock I'm thinking about buying, then, you know, then I'll go and look at the audit report. But otherwise I don't even bother until, you know, it's something that's on my consideration set.
0: Yeah, and even that's not that hard, i found. Like Mm. you go through Stock, if you're using Stock Doctor, you go through their announcements, you find the last thing. Trying to find the right one is sometimes tricky, but it's usually the big one. It's the, yeah, the biggest file size around about the time of their last <laughs> reporting period. Yeah, you download that. You just Control F or whatever it is on Windows. Command probably Control F, Command F. Control F. You go search for audit. It'll tell mm-hmm. you where the auditor page is. It's usually at the back. You mm-hmm. scroll down to that, and you're just looking for yep, yeah, all good or uh, everyone. Hold on a second. Um, that you know that's quick. Like you you can find that in five seconds. If they're it's not yeah. like it's difficult to see because they yep. You know, they either say we have no,
1: what's the typical wording, we have no reason to be concerned or something like correct. that. Correct. It's the auditor's conclusion, which is usually the heading, and then it says something like uh, nothing causes us to believe that these finances don't adhere to the correct accounting standards.
0: Yeah. You see that sentence, and you're like, boom, good, go, Yep,
1: drop it. Well, you need to look a bit in the next, the next paragraph down because that's where the qual- the qualification can come in there.
0: But if they said they have no reason to worry about it, not they,
1: they can still I've seen occasions where they'll say nothing causes us concern that these don't that these figures don't comply with the accounting standards and then in the next paragraph they'll say, However, there's a material concern that the company can't pay its bills in the next <laughs> six months. So they've so, yeah, done the their figures, accounting the right. The figures meet the
0: amount of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just read that other paragraph as well. then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, they've done everything right. They're completely fucked, but they've done everything right. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. They may not be around we should, next week,
1: but we should get Jamie on the show to go through this in detail because we've some he's shortcuts. Coming on. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's already booked in. Yeah. 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 Good. Okay.
0: Uh, in a couple of weeks. I think. Hmm. Um, all right. So yes, so
1: that's I don't know, we got sidetracked there. You want to you, you want to talk about CGS too. Sorry. That's okay. We're just you're just talking about how to do a new checklist and that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, I just wanted to um to, you know, beat the drum a little bit. CGS is also up really well this week. Uh it's well, I think it well it was on the uh QAV list earlier in the year, but it did go through a share price rise which took it off but uh, as you know we if people bought it earlier on they should still be holding it because it never got to be a sell even though the qav score went down as the share price went up but in the last week there's been another big big jump in the share price from 90 cents to $1.40 in the space of a week wow so it's done really so cgs well as
0: well. is cog state limited involved in creation validation and commercialization of digital brain health assessments and mm-hmm. design and provision of quality assurance services and clinical trials. Mm. So I guess this so, is like they're like, oh, COVID, everyone's
1: depressed. <laughs> uh, Melbourne's <laughs> gone into no. another lockdown. What What happened was there was a uh, medical approval of a drug that it may have uh, may have. Uh, a positive impact on people with Alzheimer's. Now the, this is the one so that the, got
0: approved in the by the FDA, ad, yeah. Uh, ad, Aducanumab. Yeah, I read That's a couple one. of uh, news yeah, stories so about that. You know, yeah, Chrissy's mum's got Alzheimer's.
1: We pay close attention uh, to Alzheimer's research. Okay. Yeah, so CogState, because of that, um, you know, their, their business is uh, brain scans basically and so – the market said, okay, so if there's a drug that can test for Alzheimer's, there's got to be more brain scans going on. So that, what, that was the business update that, that came out and the share price shot up like a rocket.
0: Even though, according to Stock Doctor, they exhibit unacceptable levels of financial risk due to a below benchmark financial health score. Somebody asked me this recently too. It might even be in our questions today, but... You know, if, how can it be a QAV uh, top scorer if it has uh, uh, unacceptable levels of financial risk according to Stock Doctor?
1: Yeah, well, stock, the stock Doctor classification in this case is called early warning. So it's not their their top-rated um, financial health score, which is strong, but uh, it's not their bottom one either. So uh, it's, it's like... You know what they're saying is okay. There's some indicators here which are starting to t- deteriorate, so it's an early warning financial health. But even if it was in a bad state, if it scored well on every other metric, I'd still, I'd still buy it. I've seen, I've seen a lag with the financial health ratings in Stock Doctor, which is no um, criticism of that. But they're looking at the you know the past figures and and the current figures and doing their assessments. But uh, if the business is on the improve, you won't see that financial health score improving until it's already improved, and you've missed out on the on the run up in the share price. So mm. uh, I'm, I'm happy to buy a stock if it's an early warning, uh, or if it's even if it's in distress, if everything else scores really well.
0: Well, I tell you, you would have done well if you'd bought this uh, going back a while. Whereas, like um, just looking at its chart. You know, it was down July nineteen or like two years ago, end of June nineteen, it was down at nineteen cents. It's now a dollar forty. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's had a good run. So it was it was definitely on our on our QAV list back when it was much lower than what it is now, probably around thirty cents, I would think. Yeah. Anyway, right. just calling out those two because they've had great runs this week and it's um yeah, it's nice to acknowledge that sometimes.
0: Well, that's the end of the free episode for this week. For the brand new folks, I want you to know that each week we have a free episode and a premium episode. Free episode runs about half an hour. Premium episode usually runs for an extra half hour to an hour, depending on how many questions we have from our audience that week because we spend a lot of that time answering questions. Uh, If you want to check out the premium episodes, you can go up to our website, qavpodcast.com.au and sign up for the two-week free trial. You get to have a look at the premium episodes, you get to have a look at the checklist, the getting started guide, all of the video content that we have. Uh, you get invited to our VIP dinners and our VIP Zoom calls for club members. You get to ask Tony questions that we can answer. You get to get invited to our uh, Facebook group, our private Facebook group, etc, etc. So, And also we get a, a private uh, club member newsletter each week we send out as well with some stuff in it. So check that out qavpodcast.com.au. but as i said if you're brand new and you want to you're trying to figure out what's going on go back and listen to season 3 episodes 1, 3 and 5, 301, 303 and 305 and then you might also want to go back and listen to season 1 as well, all of the free episodes in season 1 where we go into a lot of detail about Tony's system and methodology. And figure out if this is right for you, if it's something that you want to go further with. If you want to learn how to invest like Tony does, then you can check out the uh, QAV Club. Uh, the other thing I always have to say is we're not financial advisors, so don't take anything you hear on this as financial advice. This is just here to teach how one guy invests and thinks about investing. If you need financial advice or tax advice, please go see a financial advisor or a tax advisor. Uh, With that, stay safe, good luck with your investing, and we'll be back next week.